Hey, business building warrior. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim Cockrum, and we have a weekend update episode for you. As often as we can, we're going to compile some of the best moments from recent episodes, just in case you missed something, or if you want to be re-reminded of some of the greatest tips and strategies, some of those compelling, maybe emotional moments from some of the recent podcast episodes, some things to really get you fired up and motivated. Maybe you're going to work hard this weekend and knock out some good action on your business. Well, this is a great podcast episode to take with you, our weekend updates. These are short segments, little clips from recent episodes that you may have missed. Now, keep in mind, if you want to hear the full episode for anything you're about to hear, just check the show notes. Go to silentgym.com, find this podcast episode, and look for the show notes. We'll tell you exactly which episode each of our clips were pulled from, so you can go check out the full thing if you'd like. But in any case, thanks for being a listener to this show. Thanks for being a part of the, the growing community of people who enjoy and benefit from the Amazon and e-commerce training that we provide in this community. So one little reminder. All the great people you're going to hear today being interviewed, the discussions I'm having, they all have something in common. They are all students of the Proven Amazon course, the most established, most success-filled, most frequently updated, most cutting-edge Amazon training course that's great for anyone from brand new sellers who have never sold anything before online to some of the most advanced sellers you'll ever meet. They're all using the Proven Amazon course strategies or our coaching program. There's links to both at silentgym.com as well as a link to our free Facebook group where we've got, as I record this, over 71,000 members who are interacting from around the world using the strategies that we teach on this podcast and in our content. So let's jump into the weekend update. Thanks for listening. We'll have brand new episodes for you very soon. So keep listening, keep checking back. Enjoy the weekend update. It just spoke to me. I said, mm-hmm. oh, this is what I was missing. Yeah. Going to these discount stores, I can't find the same items when I go the next time. It wasn't making sense. And I said, this is what I was missing. I have to just keep buying the same things over and over that are selling. So I did. I started finding things and you know, sending in three to five items at a time. They were selling. And I said, okay, let me send a few more in. And it was working. It just kept rolling over, rolling over. And I did really great at Q4. Um, I had my tax information ready, so we didn't have to pay as much in taxes. So my husband finally said, okay, this is working. You know, you're doing good because my student loans were going to be coming in soon that I had to pay back and I needed something to pay them. So then COVID hit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was doing all RA. So when I would go to the store, there was nothing on the shelves. I couldn't send anything in. Every one of my replans was missing. When they finally did start coming in, I could get a couple at a time. The prices had gone up. I said, oh my goodness. So finally, in I think July 2020, it started getting better. I was able, you know, to find my replans, add some existing, um, you know, additional replans to my items. And I said, okay, my I'm a full-time educator for nursing and my work was getting busier and busier. It was harder to get to the store, but I was excited that it was working and I didn't want to give it up. And my husband said, you have to, you know, decide what you want to do. You're going to stay full-time or you're going to do this. And I said, I'm going to do both. 
Oops, it's going to do both. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start doing OA. I'll give up my RA items. Unless I'm at the store, I'll pick them up. And I started looking online. It was a slower process, but I finally built up a good amount of replens. Everything was OA. UPS comes here almost every day. Uh, <laughs> the one, the UPS driver likes to make comments on what I order. Says, "Oh, you must really like you must really like that stuff." I said, oh, "Yeah, we do, we do." But let me let me interject here for just a moment. Yeah. Just I'm kind of thinking through this episode with the the ears of maybe someone who's new to our podcast. And I just want to explain some terminology that you've dropped and, and we'll get back into your awesome story. I'm really enjoying this. So you mentioned earlier a Replens Facebook group. And yes. for those who aren't aware, I'll stick information in the show notes today, but we have a Facebook group. It's over a couple thousand folks in there who are paying monthly. It's not a whole lot of money to hang out with a bunch of other people who are building businesses around the replens concept. And I'll explain what that is here in just a moment as well. But you're also mentioning now that instead of just doing RA, which is retail arbitrage, going to stores, you're doing some OA, which is online shopping, meaning you get to stay home and your UPS guy brings it to your house. Or topic I know we're going to hit later in our show today is do you start using a prep center instead of the stuff sitting on your porch, you send it to somebody else's front porch or warehouse and they do the prep work, put the labels on, put it in a box for you, send it to Amazon. So what is a replan? Well, I'm not going to dive real deep into that because we talk about it all the time. Every Pretty much every podcast episode we talk about, it is the low-hanging fruit business model that we teach all of our new sellers in our community. You're serving underserved listings on Amazon. We teach you how to find them and then go get the inventory to meet that demand at a profitable rate. It's repeat items, boring items that you sell over and over again on Amazon. Those are replens. We've got a system dialed in for how to do that. That's what Kim's doing, along with thousands of other students in our community. That's our favorite system for selling on Amazon. So I think that gets everybody up to speed if they're new around here so that we're not leaving anyone behind. So, all right, I'll let you pick it up where you left off, Kim. Thank you. But I did start doing, you know, OA and I was buying the same things over and over, but I was so heavy into grocery. That's Mm -hmm. for some reason, I was um, automatically ungated in grocery. It wasn't a gated category when I first, Mm -hmm. you know, started. And I can do grocery so easy for me. I could say, oh, that's a refund. I know it. And that was most of my business. And I said, oh my gosh, I have to somehow get out of this category, expand into other categories. So I saw that you were having the OA Simplified training. And I said, okay, I need to do this. You know, I was part of a small mastermind group and I'm still in contact with one other seller in that group. And her and I were messaging and she said, all right, if you're doing all OA, you need to get this. And I said, are you going to do it too? I need someone to talk to about it. And she said, sure. So we did it together. And that's, you know, I joined that. I first had such trouble with tactical arbitrage. I had no idea what I was doing, um, but it's so much simpler now after I rewatched the videos. And that I was doing because I learned better from watching a few times. So I started going to other categories. I finally got ungated in two brands for the first time. I mean, I've been selling for about four years and was so scared to learn how to get ungated and spend that money that you might not, it might not work out. And I said, I'm just going to do it. I found these items on TA that I could sell, make a great profit. And 
There's not that many sellers. And I did it. And Amazon, the first time, it took me 24 hours to get a response. And it was yes. And the second time was 10 minutes. I refreshed my screen and they automatically approved me. So I've been doing, um, there were clothing brands and I've been getting really heavy into clothes now. And that's been going great. I started buying some office products and beauty and health and household. So they're the categories I'm in now, but I always go back to grocery. Grocery is still my favorite. Um, There's there's really low hanging fruit, fruit being the operative word there, right? Grocery fruit. But the reason it's challenged is the expiration dates. So that's why some people avoid it. Yes. But if you can navigate the expiration date issue, oh, there's just so much opportunity in grocery. I just did a podcast interview a couple of days ago. As of today, as we're recording this, that episode hasn't even come out yet, but it was with one of our newer students who had found 100 replins in his first 30 days at his local Walmart, primarily in groceries. Just they're everywhere. As long as you monitor your expiration dates, you have to get stuff that's not going to expire anytime soon. Otherwise, it's not qualified. But yeah, they're they're just everywhere. So yeah, yeah. It, it is easy to, easy to drift into that. And we still do a fair amount of grocery in our business too. It's just, it's easy money. It really is. And the one supplier I order most of my items from, they, they're really good. There, there's a couple items. Sometimes you'll get iffy expiration dates that, you know, if you send it in, they might only be there for two weeks or they're going to send them back because it's getting closer to that 105 days. Mm-hmm. So those ones I'll just keep. But most of their expiration dates are perfect and I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, that's good. You've got a supplier that, that takes good care of you there. We're uh, out of our prepping center. It's actually run by a couple. My my warehouse where we prep my own Amazon business is run by a couple who also runs the largest food pantry in central Indiana. So oh, wow. groceries are great that we just mm-hmm. donate it over to them and they handle the paperwork. It's a little tax write-off. You know, it's not like we're making money on it, but hey, we got something to do with all these unusual things. If they show up and the expiration dates not worth shipping it back. It's a nice arrangement. So we just forward it on over. But we're making significant profits in grocery as well. And, and I'm convinced if, if I just had more time and more shoppers, we could be doing more than we are because it is such a great category. It's, and it's very worth getting ungated in. And, and that's cool that you got ungated so quickly. Sometimes uh, the gating issue is intimidating for new sellers. But the, the advice I give is sell what you are able to sell. And eventually ungating is a non-issue. The gates just fall open. Yeah. If you've sold, you know, our, what we typically tell people is once you've sold 40 or 50 items, just go check to see if you're ungated in some things. You probably will with just a click of a button. You're going to get ungated in a lot of things that used to be gated for you. And the worst case scenario, like you mentioned, Kim, is you go buy 10 of that item and you supply the invoice and that gets you ungated then. Right. I think beauty was one of them categories for me that was gated. And then I found an item, um, I think through OA, uh, through tactical arbitrage. And I was like, oh, I'm not gated in this. That's strange. Uh, So I started buying more items like that. So I think after you sell a certain amount of time and items and they see, you know, that you're doing well, that they'll open those for you. And once you've kind of passed that trust test line, 
gating just kind of happens automatically. I hate to I hate to see people using these companies that charge like three hundred dollars to get you ungated in this brand or this category. Like, no, don't do that. It's a waste of money. No need to do that sort of thing. You did mention a couple new terminologies. I'm going to make sure the listeners are keeping up to speed with this, Kim. You mentioned tactical arbitrage, and before that, the OA simplified course, oasimplified.com. So by the time people are hearing this episode, we're super close to that content being rolled into that training, rolled into the proven Amazon course, which is of course is our collection of all our Amazon training. So sometimes when we have a new course, we'll introduce and roll it out first and separate to people who are really excited to get it. But all the proven Amazon course students know if they wait six months, nine months, sometimes a little longer, it rolls for free into the constantly improving collection of courses, proven Amazon course. So that will be added. That oasimplified.com course will be added to the proven Amazon course within the next few weeks or so after this episode comes out. So definitely go check it out. The creators of that content, Leah and Jessica, are a couple of moms like you, Kim, working from home. But instead of the product coming to their house that they buy online, it's going to a prep center. So they're both running six-figure sales per month businesses without touching their products. Pretty cool stuff. And they're using a tool called Tactical Arbitrage, which you mentioned. There's a discount on that at silentgym.com slash TA. We'll stick a link in the show notes. But that's the tool that kind of supports... There's many ways to use tactical arbitrage, but that course teaches you a very specific way to go in and use it to find replens. And that sounds like what you've been doing a fair amount of getting you into clothes and some other categories you weren't in before. So that's kind of where we left the story off. But again, I just, I don't want to leave anyone behind. So uh, thanks for allowing me to explain a couple of things there, Kim. I appreciate it. The company's out of business. No, the company's not out of business. Just Amazon wouldn't allow us to sell it anymore. I got you. Okay. They had a safety concern with one of their flavors of their items. I would keep an eye on that just to see if things change and to go a little higher over the head of maybe the local truck driver, distributor kind of guy, like go straight to the highest level you can get because that's an opportunity you may have heard us talk about before, Kim, maybe not with this specific brand, but just with other brands that you start to notice like, wow, this is really exploding and you've got a a relational or regional advantage of some kind, or you can track down the manufacturer and say, hey, I sell on Amazon. Your product is selling very well. I know that landscape. Let's work together in a cooperative way here where you sell more stuff. I help manage the system. We could set it up on your account even. That's the proven product partnering strategy. That's one of the modules in the Proven Amazon course. You go to brands, you help them get established, take great looking pictures, et cetera, on their own account. And then you manage it for them and get paid a percent. So now you're not worried about other sellers coming along. You're not worried about the same traditional concerns you have as a reseller. You've got your, for all rights and purposes, your own product. It's not your responsibility to make it, but you're getting paid a cut of the product. So opportunities like that, I always encourage people to dig deep, dig hard, and try to, to meet the person who's making the decisions about that brand, especially when it's local. It's a huge opportunity. Not that you missed an opportunity. You made a lot of money off of it and, it and the opportunity kind of drifted away. But when you see those kind of things in the future, or maybe when this brand makes a comeback and Amazon lets them back on the platform, keep an eye out for them because brands have a way of fixing those issues and getting back into the public, right? So keep an eye out for that. But well done. I love that story. And some of the I best actually found stories. another local item. I found another local brand. Oh, do you? Uh, mm-hmm, and I've been selling that. But that's a good idea to contact them. Yeah, contact them. Because 
that gives you a lead a lead ahead of the other sellers who might also discover the same opportunity. And there's plenty of room for other sellers to sell a profitable product and be on there with you. But it's more advantageous for you to kind of have that dominant relationship and, and you're the representative on Amazon now and help them get brand registered and help them get their their content looking great. There's another module in the Proven Amazon course called Proven Brand Building. Provenbrandbuilding.com. It's it's included in the pack bundle. But if you go through that, you can very confidently talk to brands about you know, setting up new listings and looking make them look good. Because as resellers, we don't do a lot of that sort of thing. Right. right. But you can help them get their own Amazon account and Amazon's paying them. And then they're paying you a cut, a percent of the checks that they get. Um, that That's uh, just an exciting way to handle those brands or just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, obviously it's, it's going great, but you know, it, it's a way to kind of think of it as, as you're launching these multiple streams, you know, you've got this castle of your income here and you build a little moat around that castle and then you set up another castle and then you build a little moat around that one. So you've got these streams of income where it's not all relying on one specific strategy to, to continue to maintain your income and grow. Hopefully that makes sense, Kim. <laughs> Good idea. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. But let's talk about the skill set required to find great replans in other categories besides the ones that you've already been in. I've got really good news for you, Kim. This is more of a mental block than it is a skill set challenge, okay? Because that exact same skill set that you're using to analyze those grocery items, look at them on Keepa, look at the history, look at how many sales per month. Can I squeeze in next to these other sellers and make a product? make a profit or not reasonably a few times per month, making some sales. That same skill set translates into every other category on Amazon. The product that you're holding in your hand is, you know, it's irrelevant what it is, what it does. You don't even need to know how it works or what's in the box. It's a barcode with Keepa data associated with it. Whether it's a clothing item or a canned good, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm into all kinds of crazy hardware items right now. And I look at images of these things. I have no idea. One of them is just a flat bar of steel. <laughs> it's like a heavy flat bar. Like who buys this? Who would ever need this? I know nothing about this product category, but I do know that that particular ASIN, that particular product on Amazon is a hot replan for us. We sell five or six a week, I would say, at 10 to $15 net profit. I don't care who's using it, why they're buying it, what it does. I don't need to know, right? So push back on that if you'd like. Like, I hear you, Jim, but, you know, like, what would you put in that? No, I I hear you. I think that's my mental block. I'm like looking at an item and I'm saying, what is that? No one's going to buy that. And I just pass by. I can't. Just doing OA. Maybe if I was doing RA, Maybe I'd be like, all right, let me just scan it or type it in and see if it does anything. But yeah, like when I'm looking at items, I usually look up the ones that I probably would buy. But that's what I have to get over that hurdle to just say, okay, here's an item. Maybe somebody would buy it. You go back to that first experience of that first item that sold, you, you, you know, for 12 bucks and you and your husband looked at each other and said, who in the world would buy that for $12, right? <laughs> So that's a fun, funny thought to have. But the sooner you move away from caring, that's that's an irrelevant question. I don't care who or why or what that product does. All I know is they were happy to pay $12 for it. Let's go find another one if we can. 
it doesn't matter what it is. As long as it's not immoral, unethical, or you know, goes against my values, I, I will sell it to happy customers all day, every day without hesitation. I don't care what category it's in. So even that whole category mentality that we have about Amazon, like, oh, there's food category and there's there's home goods category and there's toy category. Like, there's no categories in my mind. Mm-hmm. There's no need for categories. It's either a good replen that I'm going to expect to sell a few per month at a nice profit, or it's not. I don't care what category it's in. That's irrelevant to me. The process is exactly the same. Hey, we'll get back to the show in just a second, but I've got to tell you about a great sponsor who's just joined us. I'm talking about Sellerboard. This is a very popular service used by many Amazon sellers in our community because they understand how important it is, how crucial it is to know your numbers. How do you know how profitable you are? All those fees, the different expenses, the cost of goods sold, how do you track it all? Sellerboard is phenomenal. Starting as low as just $15 a month with a two-month trial on top of that, you really need to check these guys out. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers. Again, silentgym.com slash numbers. It's time to know your numbers. It's an accurate profit analytics software tool just for Amazon sellers. They've been doing this since 2017. It is a really cool tool doing some things that I'm unaware of anyone else doing. So the pricing starts at $15. Like I said, get your two-month trial at silentgym.com numbers. I want to hear you kind of talk me through and describe that process. Okay, well, I don't want you to think I'm a bad Amazon seller, but I did not purchase Keep It until I think June of this year. Well, that's a big advantage. 20 bucks a month. You were really doing a lot of unnecessary work. I, right. I was just typing it in and I think I was in my, you know, the group, you know, with uh, other sellers and, and they were like, what do you mean you don't have Keep It? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to use it. So I just never purchased it. I just look and I'm like, oh, the rank looks good. Let me get it. And most of the time I did okay with it. There was a few bad buys along the way. Now I was going to these discount stores and I'm like, oh, it looks like it's selling. So I finally purchased it. I figured out how to use it. I followed Brian Olson's method for a little bit. And I said, oh my gosh, why did I never have this? How do you not sit here all day finding things? How do you not want to sit there all day finding all of these items? Yeah. Um, so that's what I do now. That and OA, I do, you know, tactical arbitrage. You know, I just type in different categories with different stores. I do go back to the same stores that I'm comfortable with. Um, I have to learn how to branch out of that too. Um, and just keep running scans and saying, okay, let's get this. Let's try this. But before that, I was just, oh, that looks like something I would buy. Let me see if it's on Amazon and see if anybody else is buying it. That sure. used to be my method. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's how a lot of people did e-commerce for a very long time. It's just become completely unnecessary. And right. for those who are confused about why we love Keepa or what that is, go back and listen to podcast episode 369. Have you ever listened to that episode by any chance, Kim, that you recall? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. That's your homework. I mean, you know what Keepa is and you've come to rely on it. But not to add any salt to the wound of how long you waited to start using that tool, but <laughs> that that podcast episode 369 really breaks down 
what it is that Keepa does that no other tool does. And in briefest possible fashion, basically, they track the product rank over time of millions, tens of millions, probably more than that, probably hundreds of millions, I don't know at this point, of different products on Amazon. And the value of that, as you now know, Kim, is it's one thing to look at a product rank and go, hey, as of today, right now, at 5 o'clock p.m. on a Friday, it's ranked X. It must be a decent seller. Well, what you don't know is what was it ranked yesterday, a week ago, three weeks ago? What's the daily rank pattern over the past six months? And if you see that rank bouncing up and down, I don't care if it's a great rank or a low rank. I don't care. If I see it bouncing up and down, I know, as you now know, Kim, each drop in rank represents at least one sell of that product. One sale was made. If you can start to estimate with accuracy how many times per month a product sells, which Amazon won't tell you that, all the other tools on the market are using data that Amazon provides to anybody who wants to create a tool. And they're all using the same set of data. Well, not Keepa. Keepa gets its own data. They track the product rank and help you estimate with extreme accuracy about how many times per month the product sells. That is a powerful asset to have in your decision-making arsenal when you're deciding what to buy and what not to buy. So as you now know, Kim, Keepa is a must-have And the fact that you grabbed it in June, I've got to imagine that's about when things started to kind of take off as far as you being confident about what the winners and losers were in your inventory. Is that correct? Yeah, I've definitely been ramping up since then. Um, Another feature I love about it is the buy box part, because Mm -hmm. if you're on, you see Amazon's on this great listing and you're like, oh, should I buy it? You can see that Amazon does share the buy box. So if it looks like Amazon shares the buy box, I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. But if it looks like 100% of the time Amazon's on there, I will stay away. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about that even for just a moment because sometimes, and as a rule of thumb, you're right, 90%, maybe 85, 90% of the time, if Amazon dominates the buy box. But what I will look at is, are there other sellers hanging in there with Amazon? Sometimes that's a clue. Like, what are they doing? How are they making any sales? You will have regional advantages even over Amazon itself at times on the hottest moving products. And here's what I mean. I'll take you through a scenario, Kim. And this is a little bit of content for the the, the sellers who've been around a while. If you're new around here, this might be a little over your head. But hang with me on this example. Let's say it's a hot moving product that, you know, Keepa says it drops 50 times a month. Typically, it's going to be you know, 35, 40 or more times per month for this rule to even apply. So we got a fast mover. Keepa says 50 times a month, which we know as experienced users of Keepa, that represents probably at least 250 to 500 sales a month of that product, right? And Amazon dominates the buy box. But it's still worth testing. If I can go in at a price higher than Amazon, say Amazon's selling for 20 bucks, I can't make a profit unless I sell it for 30. I'm going to still go in at $30 and list a couple units against that ASIN if it's a fast mover. Simply because Amazon most likely has all of its inventory in a couple different warehouses. Let's say one's in LA, one's in Chicago, and they're shipping them all from there. My two little units end up somewhere in, say, New Orleans, right? But since it's such a fast mover, the odds of someone in a zip code near New Orleans ordering one and wanting it fast pretty high. So what are they going to buy? 
the one from Amazon that's going to take a day and a half, two days to get there, or the one from me that can be on their front porch two hours from now because it's a prime now area. You with me? So even if Amazon's dominating the buy box at a price lower than you can make a profit, those are still ASINs worth testing because of those regional advantages that you can get into. And once you have that aha moment of the regional advantage of the slightly higher priced seller, you, with two or three units sitting in the warehouse, it's, it's free money. It's easy money. Now, you're only getting a fraction of the sales of that product. You, you get less than 1% of the time are you the one actually winning the sale. And you never win the buy box. Right. But you are getting enough sales to justify calling that one every replens that you're selling two or three times a month against a product that sells 500 times a month. You're two or three of those sales. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're right. Because I bought a few clothing items. And I didn't even realize Amazon was on there when I purchased them. Mm -hmm. And then I said, oh my gosh. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to send them in anyway, because what am I going to do with them? Did you send them in at a nice price? Profitable for you? Way higher than Amazon. Mm -hmm. Because Amazon prices it at the price you buy it at, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, I sent it in and they sold pretty quick. And I said, oh, Amazon's so nice. They're sharing the buy box with me. That's not it. It's not that Amazon's being nice and friendly. That is not it. It's the zip code advantage that your product had over Amazon. I said to my husband, I said, oh, Amazon must share on clothing uh, items here. Nope. Amazon is is an emotionless robot of efficiency. (laughs) So, I mean, you put yourself in the customer's shoes, right? You've got a nice event tomorrow night. You really want this piece of clothing to accentuate what you're going to wear in your outfits. You're on Amazon. You're like, okay, here's all the my options. I can buy it from Amazon. It's going to take two days to get here. I can buy it from this seller who's you know 40% higher, but I really need this thing. Okay, I'll pay an extra eight bucks. It'll be on my porch two hours from now. Awesome. So you buy it. That never shows up in the buy box. Never shows up on Keepa. There's never a point of data that, that it even shows up. For that, but you still won the sale because it's a fast. And, and the reason I say fast moving products only is because if it's a slow moving product, it could take six months or a year for that scenario to play out, and you're paying storage fees at that point. Yeah. But on the fast moving products, jump in at a nice price, and you will be amazed at what happens most of the time. And if it doesn't happen, okay, drop the price down, sell it at break even, maybe lose a couple dollars, but the how often you're going to win more than offsets that. Right. So let's start moving you towards working on your business instead of in your business a little bit. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. I would love to. And you know what I mean by that, right? Where you're just kind of the one managing the numbers instead of the one putting tape on boxes. And you can still have fun and do as much of it as you want and hang on to a few hours a week of that work. But let's talk about automating this thing. Because you were talking about prep centers earlier I think a virtual assistant possibly. And while you absolutely could benefit from a coach right now, there's plenty of work you could do on your own that uh, I don't think I'm going to push you in that direction at all. I think it's a matter of you carving out more free time. And once you feel like you've got some margin, then you're like, okay, I want to add some commas and zeros and talk to someone who can really, you know, 
talk about the kind of the next level. The decisions you're making, let me illustrate this way. The decisions you make when you're going from zero to $1,000 in sales per month are very different than the decisions you make going from 1,000 to 10,000 a month. And those decisions are very different from 10 to 50. And then the 50 to 200 are very different, right? So let's get you up to kind of that next year at 20,000 a month now. You can get to 30 easy with what you know, working less, making more money. And then maybe at that point, you're going, okay, I'm going to get a coach to take me from 30 to 60, 30 to 100. But you can get to 30 based on what you know now while working fewer hours. Here's the people I think you need to add into your life. You're finding plenty of profitable product, but you're doing it yourself. I think getting someone else that's doing that role, you're not that far from it. You could use Proven Replens VA, our PRV program. I'll stick a link in the show notes if you want to check that out, have a conversation about that. That's a $4 an hour worker in the Philippines who uses the same strategies you do all day, every day, except they're doing it while you sleep and they can do it eight hours a day. Cost you 30 bucks a day to replace yourself on that skill set. That's pretty, pretty amazing. And they've got a lot more products to show for it you got someone else maybe helping buy those products even, right? This is where folks like Leah and Jessica, the ones who taught the OA Simplified course, that's how they stepped away. They've got sourcers, they've got shoppers, they've got people doing this piece. And the product doesn't come to their front porch. This might be another really low-hanging piece of fruit. Maybe the first thing you do is find a neighbor, find somebody who wants a little extra work, get them integrated into your business. It's going to feel like more work on your desk at first, but once you finally move it off and move it over to, to you know the single lady across the street with some extra time on her hands who could really use a $12 an hour job, right? You've got them integrated into your business now. You can start doing some merchant fulfill on some of your hottest items, for example, right? These items that right now you're just sending in because you don't want the inconvenience. And so now you've got a five-day or a 14-day wait where you're not selling any of those, that, that item because it's all in transit. But what if you could sell some from Merchant Fulfill in the meantime? So you keep back half the inventory, Merchant Fulfill, and the other half goes into FBA. And you're able to make sales every day. So they've got work every day. They're shipping stuff out. You're not seeing it or touching it. You've got this person that you've trained. Take you a couple hours to train somebody on this. And if they have questions, say, just don't do anything unless you're sure. Text me if you're not sure. And I'll get back to you as quick as I can. You're busy. you got a lot going on. They're not over there making 100 mistakes a day. They're over there doing the things they know need done, doing it the right way. Not hard to do. It's really not a hard transition to make. So I think that's maybe the lowest hanging fruit thing you could do. So a virtual assistant or having someone near you prep or, and, or let's say that. I love that. I'm a programmer at heart and, or, right? You could do all of these things or you could do any one of them. You could use a prep center. Go to prepcenternetwork.com find a prep center. I'm writing myself some notes. So I stick links to all of this in the show notes today. Find a prep center where you're, instead of shipping the stuff to your house, you can ship it to them. And now they're handling the bulk of the load. Instead of the UPS driver showing up at your house six days a week, he's only showing up two days a week. You're keeping the stuff you want to keep. The rest is going the easy, low-hanging fruit stuff, the boring prep, easy, anybody could do it. Send it to a prep center pay a little bit of money per unit and just have them put the stickers on and and handle all that. It's an easy decision to make. These things, I I think the holdup sometimes, especially for new entrepreneurs, is we have this perception of taking these steps is going to be like this three-week-long, painful back and forth. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. Do I even have the time? When in reality, what you'll discover very quickly is it's a few hours 
on the first day. And then it's a couple hours over the course of the next couple of weeks, dialing it in, and then it's off your desk. And it really wasn't that hard. Like, why did I wait? Is the theme of most people when I have these conversations. Like, why did I wait? Kind of like with Keepa, you know, if you can believe me, like how much better would your business be right now if you'd have got Keepa, say, instead of June 2020? You got it in June 2019 and you understood it then. Like, where would you be now? This is the same conversation. Let's automate, you know, that $20 a month that you spent on Keepa. You know, I was like, yeah, that's a no brainer. It, it paid for itself, like within the first two minutes of me understanding what it does. These outsourcing these tasks is the same way. They pay, it pays for itself so fast. It's not a new expense, it's an investment, very different, where you're actually making more money doing less work. I did just do a month of replan dashboard and I just realized I could be making more money, but I wasn't sending in enough inventory. Like the the replans I have mm-hmm. were going out of stock and it was taking me long to get them, send them in because I'm slower once I'm doing it all myself to get everything okay. in. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're you're you are ripe to scale. And that just means, you know, you think of it this way in very plain terms. You've built a system that turns $5 bills into $10 bills, let's say, right? You've got a system that does that. So now your constraint is how fast can I make that system work? Right now, it takes me, let's say, six days to turn $5 into $10. What if I could do it in three days? What if I could do it in one day? Well, it's not a matter of you just not sleeping or eating or ever seeing your kids. (laughs) That's one option but it's not the best. Better option is for you to build a system that does that, putting other people in place to handle those parts. And now you could be like the coaches on our team, Gary and Gay, mostly. They travel the country in their RV and check their numbers because they've got an entire team of virtual assistants and other prep centers that manages the whole process. And when there's a problem, they get an alert and like, hey, I got a little problem that that shipment you wanted us to get out today, it's going to be tomorrow instead. Is that okay? You know, We'll give you a little discount on the next invoice. Yeah, sure. All good. Instead of you being the one that spent eight hours prepping it and having to change your Friday plans to Saturday plans because it showed up early or whatever, it's someone else's inconvenience. And they're just keeping you updated on the process, right? That's building systems. And that's the only thing you're lacking to really, I think just based on the the replans you have right now and finding a few more per week at the pace you've been doing it, someone else could do that part. You've got the entire skill set needed for a $50,000 a month business right now. It's it's just a matter of, like you said, you're using a replan dashboard, which is a great tool. I'll stick a link in the show notes for the listeners that kind of shows, hey, this ASIN, you should be buying 10 or 15 next time instead of one or two. Like this thing's smoking. Did you realize that? And so it's advising you on the, and you're starting to realize, wow, if I just had more time, that's your constraint, right? So how do you get more time? Not by working harder, sleeping less, by hiring in the right $4 an hour, $12 an hour, worker, a prep center. That's how you get more time. And one little thing to go back to that story for a second, Kim, I would encourage you on this is, you know, I've, I've seen these scenarios play out hundreds of times in this community now where people say, yeah, I'm filling a shopping cart. Well, what do you say to the manager? We got all the funny things you can say and all the jokes and all the kind of just try to avoid the real topic. But I've found more consistently, more often than not, the best answer to give in those scenarios is the exact 100% truth. I'm reselling these to people all over the world. It's a, it's a great item. I wish I could get more at a better price. I'd, I'd stop clearing your shelf if you could help me with that. And the manager's like, oh, I actually went to high school with the guy that owns the, the company. Yeah, you win his card, right? Versus 
yeah, I've got a big family and uh, you know, gray and fuzzy answer here. You know, those relationships tend to pay off. Be proud of what you do, own it, be the person that knows how to use e-commerce. So your phone will ring with other opportunities that you weren't expecting. And um, I've just found that more often than not, it pays off to just say straight up. And for every cashier that's like, is that even legal for you to buy stuff here and then sell it online? You know, you give them a little short education about how economics work. I've done that before. I've been in stores with a cart full of stuff. Like, what is all this for? Why don't you buy, you know, 42 boxes of crackers? I'm like, I'm going to resell them online. Is that legal? And like, that's what you do for a living. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I said, I've even said to the cashier, I'm like, do you think Walmart paid more or less than I did for this box of crackers today? And they're like, I never thought of it that way. I'm like, that's how economics works. <laughs> so yes, yeah, just, just be bold, be proud of it. And it is hard work. Like sometimes when I talk to people about this, they're like, oh, so I just find this and I make all this money. I'm like, no, like you have to put the work into it. You can't just be like, okay, I need this system. Somebody has to teach it to me. Tell me what to buy. No, you have to find it on your own. It's hard work in the back end. But then you just keep buying the same things over and over. Once you do that work, then it's easy. You just have a shopping list. Yep. You're ordering it. It's coming to my house and I'm shipping it back out. Yep. And soon it's going to be a neighbor's house or a prep center. And soon you're going to have a virtual assistant who's finding things all day, every day for you. My dining room is overflowing. I'm looking at it now. That's not sustainable. <laughs> That's not sustainable. That's what we call that in that season of intense focused effort and inconvenience. That's not sustainable though. You can go a year, two, three, maybe your spouse starts to get a little like, what are we doing here? This is going to get out of our house sometime, right? You know, so it's just not necessary to, and I've, I've met these people. I've known good friends of mine who did that out of their house for, for a couple decades. And it just, it just kind of eats at you. You don't, you want to have your houses and now for short periods of time, it's a beautiful thing. It's a great thing to go through as a family. But as a lifestyle over the long term, no, you, you want to scale out of that and, and enjoy the benefit of what you've built and automated. And, and your margins will creep down a little bit as you do this. But your time freedom and the scale, think of it this way. I'd rather have 10% of a million dollar pie than 20% of a thousand dollar pie. Right. So I'll take a little smaller percent of a bigger pie. And that's what you've got. To, that's how you think as a, as a system builder. Hey, thanks for listening today. Before I let you go, one last announcement. I want to remind you about our great sponsor, Sellerboard. Get to silentgym.com slash numbers, and you'll see the special offer they have for you. Starting at just $15 per month, you can get the most accurate tracking, the best analytics tool for your Amazon seller account. And not only does it help you track your numbers and know when you're profitable or not on each ASIN, it also gives you additional features such as managing your inventory, getting reimbursements for FBA errors, staying informed about listing changes, and optimizing your pay-per-click campaigns. A bunch of robust features for just a few dollars. It's a great tool. Many successful sellers in our community are using them, especially loving the way that they help you know if you're profitable or not, keeping track of all those different fees. Hey, go check out Sellerboard, silentgym.com slash numbers. We'll talk to you next time. 
Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.